Welcome to Manager Tools. When a boss asks for candor, part one. This cast answers these questions. What does my boss mean when she asks for candor? What is the risk of being candid with my boss? How can I be candid and safe? Well, if you want answers to these questions and more, keep listening. Here we go. Are you located in India and wanting to attend a Manager Tools conference? If you are, then you're in luck. Mark will be presenting our Effective Manager and Effective Communicator conferences in Bengaluru, India on May the 21st and 22nd. Register today at manager-tools.com forward slash training to attend our inaugural Indian Manager Tools conferences. Well, Mark, I think we've talked about this before, but it's worth talking about again when a boss, particularly a new boss, somebody you haven't worked for for very long, she asked for candor. In general, we'd suggest that caution is warranted, at least initially, right? Yeah. Look, candor's a good thing, right? Uh, you want to be candid with people as possible. In fact, uh, right now there's a there's a there's a book and there's a whole lot of uh, talk in the management world about uh, radical candor. Uh, I don't particularly care for the guidance in the book, but then I almost never do. Yeah, partner with Mark, and you'll find out what. Radical candor. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem with that book is, and so many others is, they don't talk about relationships. They don't talk about trust. If you suddenly start getting radically candid with people around you and you're not a close, close friend, a trusted advisor, a trusted associate, you're going to ruin your career. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, okay, here's our guidance. First of all, if your boss asks for more candor, you have to agree. Then, maybe not at the moment, in the moment, ask for examples. Then assess your boss's own level of candor. Be guarded initially. And whatever you do, don't make the mistake of thinking candor is an opportunity for you to provide upward feedback. Yeah, not a good idea. Let's talk about the first one. You're, you know, your boss asks you for candor. You're suggesting you assent to such requests. I mean, the idea of your boss asking to be candid and you saying, no, nah, I don't I don't think so. Yeah, I'm just not comfortable with that yet. We don't have a good enough relationship yet. And so and I, there's no way out of it. So my point is the politically effective answer is to agree. Look, more candor in principle is better for organizations. So you've got to verbally agree to it. You can say, glad to hear it, boss, or agreed, we'll do my best, or can't argue with that. More candor is better, we'll do. And frankly, this is the easy part of this guidance. Say yes, but understand what's involved and be aware. Don't assume you can completely trust your boss unless you know her exceptionally well and would have been totally candid beforehand. Look, as much as we'd like to recommend otherwise, we know of too many examples where directs were candid with their boss and they were punished for it. In some cases, the punishment was direct and clear, being upbraided for disagreeing with a boss's idea in a meeting. Hey, I really want everybody to be candid. What do you think about this? Well, boss, I just think that won't work. Well, who asked you and what do you know? You don't understand. And then you get chewed out and then you say, gosh, I'm sorry, boss, but you asked for candor. And so I thought being honest about my disagreements with this plan was exactly what you were asking for. And the boss says, that's not what I meant. 
In my experience, one of the flavors of bosses asking for candor is, uh, I'm not saying this is all bosses who do this, but there's a subset who ask specifically so they can increase the chances that you will be truthful with them when they start asking embarrassing questions about what happened or who shot John uh, uh, investigation in order to get to the bottom of something, which in some cases, maybe a further subset, is they want to know who's working against them. They're doing a, a mole hunt, if you will. Right. Do you think there's a difference between, and to be clear, I, I think there is, but do, do you think there's a difference between a boss asking for candor in the moment versus a general ask for more candor? For example, one of the things happened to me several times in my career, which is somebody said, hey, be candid with me. And then they asked me a question. And I'd say probably greater than 50%. The question they're going to ask is, what did John, my peer, say about X? Yeah, I've heard a rumor that, yeah. Exactly. And I don't think that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a more general ask, or are you? We are, but the reason I didn't put that in this guidance, although I probably should have just so we cover this topic, you're absolutely right. Here's the, the simple answer to that, but it's so simple it doesn't need its own cast. You have to know how much you trust your boss. And if you don't know how much you trust your boss, you can't lay it on the line. You cannot be 100% candid. Now, look, guys, I know we talk about ethical professionals. I know we talk about being honest, about working hard, about doing the right thing, and so on. But there's another rule. It's an ethical rule. It's a rule of life that trumps management. In the same way that all of our discussions about management are superseded by commitment to family and faith and so on. The rule of life that trumps the idea that an organization say it, saying it wants to be candid can't overrule all of the pettiness that all of us humans have, all the thin skin, all of the machinations, all of the ego, all of the fears and uncertainties and doubts and so on. So the rule that trumps a boss expecting total candor is that your honor cannot be used against you. You can't be asked a random question and be expected to answer 100% truthfully if your answer could hurt you. Now, you might say, well, the organization ought to indemnify me. You know, if my boss asked for a truthful answer, he shouldn't punish me if I'm truthful. Well, there's that word shouldn't. Yes, you're right. The boss shouldn't, and everyone should do their job. Everyone should meet all their deliverables. Everyone should stay within their budgets. Everyone should meet their targets, their goals, their objectives, their key results, their OKRs, everything. But by very definition, what is it? Man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. We're imperfect. And when a boss asks you for that, and you can't be sure that his or her integrity is beyond reproach. And usually we do that, interestingly enough, by trust, not by a test, not by a reputation, but by personal trust that we've each established. If you can't be sure of that, you don't owe him or her an honest answer. Because if you get asked a question like this and you respond truthfully and you get punished, no one will come to your rescue. 
let's be clear. I think some people might try to drive a truck through that loophole in the sense if, if you're, Mark said a random question, right? If you're going over your expense report and your boss asks you, hey, what's that expense line item for that $5.50? It says X. I don't believe that to be true. Is that like, you can't lie there, right? You're, you're, not, you're not suggesting that or lying about a, a number on your, you know, your profit statement or whatever. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a good point. Well, this is a narrow example, and some people aren't going to like my example, but the lie has already occurred if you're having to justify, explain, or expand upon a document, a report, a statement, a briefing, an email. If your boss says, what is this number? That's not using your honor against you because if, in fact, you, you're required to answer truthfully there. Now, the fact is, if, in fact, you have already lied on the report, you are going to lie again, and you're probably not listening to this show. Or, if you are, you regret it, and, you know, the great tragedy in life is not the death at the end, but the million little deaths we die throughout our lives. So, if you're being asked about that, that is action that is already taken. And in the same way that if you were late to a meeting and your boss finds out about it and your boss says, hey, were you late to the meeting? Because, you know, the boss wasn't there. If you were late, lying about that, you were already late and now you're essentially compounding it. The, the incident, including whatever was written down, has already happened. But candor is actually not truth and falsehood. It is a particular type of truth, a special type of truth that is more open and generally also more risky. Okay. I can tell the truth. I like the food. Or I can be candid. I've had a lot better, uh, it's overpriced, all kinds of things. So Candor is a particular type of, I would use the word risky or um, exceptionally detailed form of truth. Since you brought it up, I'll, I'll bring it up. I was, I've been thinking about this for months and noodling on this cast for quite a while. Candor essentially says in our day-to-day -day lives, we're truthful, just not truthful enough, but I want you to be more truthful. So in fact, Asking for candor is, is to suggest you are not truthful enough for me, and I want a greater deal of truth. Well, the problem with that is you have role power if you're a manager, and role power without trust means you are attempting to enforce a higher standard of truthfulness, but without the trust, there's risk on the part of the direct. Right. Well, I think that's what candor means to me and what, what I hear when I hear you know candor you're asking me to be truthful to the point where I would take more risk than I would normally right yes and bosses aren't allowed to do that technically they can they can get away with it they can get rid of the people who aren't completely candid they would end up having nothing but sycophants working for them and toadies but um it's a question of risk Folks, if you're a licensee, you hopefully enjoy my weekly email, Things I Think I Think. We never dreamed it'd be as big as it is or as popular. I get more emails asking about, wanting to talk about, or thanking me for things I think I think every week. 
recently, I got a chance to read Warren Buffett's annual letter to stockholders for his company, Berkshire Hathaway. And as a reminder that Warren Buffett is about well-managed, well-run companies, one of the things he mentions is an incredible accolade to Tony Nicely, who is retiring as the CEO of Geico, one of the companies that Berkshire Hathaway owns. Mr. Buffett says, quote, he is a model for everything a manager should be, helping his 40,000 associates to identify and polish abilities they didn't realize they possessed. And that's about an executive. So even executives need to manage if you want to be good, if you want to be in a company that Warren Buffett might think about acquiring, which would no doubt make you quite rich. While an executive's directs may have impressive titles, the executive still owes them the day-to-day or at least week-to-week of managing. We look forward to you growing and developing, and we also look forward to you becoming a licensee so you can share and things I think I think every week. There's a niche for this guidance that we're putting out now. And the niche is the inexperienced person, the less experienced professional, the younger person that gets this question when they're 22, 26, 27, 28, maybe hasn't had that many bosses or hasn't had any sort of experience with a wide variety of bosses or has had a lot of distant bosses. And so they don't really understand some of the some of the knife fighting that occurs in close quarters among bosses and directs. And if you're 25, as I was, and still relatively unknowledgeable, and your boss asks for more candor, you might think, wow, that's great. This is the kind of boss everybody wants. You want, you know, gosh, we're going to have a candid organization. We're going to have a radically candid organization. No, there are too many risks associated with it, and you might naively put yourself in a very bad place. This whole definition of what candor means to your boss is, we just talked about for several minutes, and I'm afraid that there are still people who are gonna drive drive a truck through our statement about candor. Yeah, let me, let me say something else then, since, since you, I think there's another part of your, your loophole, which is candor essentially is another word for, you must tell the truth, okay? You can't lie. Right. That, I guess that's the point, right? Yeah, that's the point. You cannot lie. Now, we can have a long as essential discussion, an etymological discussion of what is lying. Um, and if you get asked, how are the peas at a polite dinner party? First of all, if the peas are terrible, burnt and dried and cracked, it is completely appropriate in that situation to say they're wonderful or like everything else, fantastic. Or uh, thank you, ma'am, I enjoyed them because your enjoyment of them is actually different than the quality of the peas and the relative taste since we're talking about taste and taste is a very singular individualistic kind of thing. In other words, in social situations, you can lie. Now, clearly work is not a social situation, but If your boss asks you, I need to get to the bottom of what happened in that meeting last week. I expect you to be totally candid. Who said what? Okay. Now, if somebody in the room 
said, this plan won't work. And you don't believe that your boss will treat with that person fairly. And let's say that person is a colleague and a professional associate or friend of yours. You are not required by being preface with the idea of candor to repeat every word verbatim from that meeting. You're not. Okay. If you have reason to believe that your boss is going to punish someone and there are multiple interpretations of what happened, you don't. And frankly, your memory is not what you think it is. As I've told people on the road, Mike, for the last year or so, 30 years ago, and, and folks, if you're an international listener, You'll just have to bear with me on this one. 30 years ago in the United States justice system, there were two incontrovertible forms of evidence, eyewitness testimony and DNA. And today there's only one DNA. Eyewitness testimony has largely been thrown out. I mean, they not thrown out, but essentially not considered incontrovertible. Uh, there's eyewitness testimony that have actually said on the stand in significant trials, the video is wrong. <laughs> right there's video and then there's what they say happened you said mr jones fired twice the video clearly shows mr smith shooting him three times before mr jones fired back uh that video has been doctored <laughs> well sir it's on two different cameras from two different angles at two different stores yeah no so in other words you are not required if you believe there's risk now if you trust your boss you'll tell him everything okay if you said something in meeting that was especially derogatory, let's say, about your boss, or let, let's make it even more, more realistic, in the discussion that was had that your boss wasn't at, she asked you, hey, I heard the discussion last week didn't go well, and I heard you were one of the people that wasn't on board with Plan X, which I was championing in. We all agreed that's the way we're going. This is not a question of candor. This is a question of what has already happened, and you can't lie to avoid your own risk, much like the reporting. A, a verbal assertion that's already been made has the same status, if not the same longevity as something written or a report or an email, because Think, for example, of the example of the email where the boss says, hey, did you send an email last week where you told Jack that I'm an idiot and uh, you don't want to work for me and you, you're just biding your time while your career search happens? Now, you know you did it, but you are hoping for threading the needle that he hasn't actually seen the, the, the email, which, by the way, guys, email is forever. And it's not yours, it's your company's. But anyway, and you say, no, I didn't. And now when he brings up the, e the, the email, you're fired. Because now you've answered a direct question for which there are pertinent facts related to the incident. And you're done. Maybe he won't fire you out of kindness. Um, but he or she could and probably should. So there are a thousand different scenarios. And you know what, Mike? Maybe what we ought to do is say, hey, folks, if you don't think this guidance covered your situation, because to Mike's original point, yes, we were asking about more general bosses expecting more candor. 
but there might be specific situations where you might disagree, or as Mike says, drive a truck through our loophole. Feel free to write me, uh, mahorstman at manager-tools.com. Now, uh, full disclosure, uh, if you're not a licensee, it's unlikely I can answer you. Uh, I get hundreds of emails from people all over, and I, I simply can't keep up. But if you're a licensee, I will answer. Yeah, and we could go on for hours and hours, as as many philosophers have on this yes. particular topic. So, oh, look, philosophy, philosophy. We're going to get to what is truth, right? So, yeah, there you go. The bottom line is, don't take anything we said here to suggest that you should lie about anything that would get you in trouble. Like we're not, we're not saying that. I think the other side of it, Mike, is that the opposite of candor is not lying. This is true. Or not? No, no. Maybe, maybe not the opposite of candor. Candor isn't a, a statement that you must never lie, because there are situations where um, you're not required to be truthful with the boss if he is going to punish you. Or put differently, there are all kinds of shades of truth. This is why organizations, why we talk about organizations and politics. So you can characterize a meeting as going well. Somebody else could characterize the meeting as the worst they've ever been to. And neither one of you is lying. And you can't be brought up on charges for the fact that you said it went well and three other people said it was the worst meeting ever. Heck, you might have been on your laptop during the meeting and not paying attention. <laughs> Let me mention one more thing. We gave the example of the boss who publicly upbraided you. But it's far more likely that you're going to get indirect punishment. He, and your boss may not chew you out, but your disagreement with him will be seen by him as damaging to trust, which is weird because, of course, increased candor would be based on trust. Assuming you disagreed in an agreeable way, your boss will be want, wrong to draw the conclusion that you don't trust him and you are not to be trusted. But that doesn't change the fact that that happens, that your boss now sees you not as a team player. The relationship has been damaged. He's blaming you for it because you were responding to his request for more candor. And that will affect your ability to be effective and probably your likelihood of being successful in your role. Thanks, everyone. That's it for this week. We'll finish this one up in the following week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.